0: Good morning brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's come together with one spirit and one mind to worship him. As our praise team leads us into this song of praise, let's join our hearts together and sing. Heavenly Father, thank you for preparing our hearts and using this song to truly minister to us. Lord we are reminded that we are one in Christ through your Spirit. Help us then Lord to maintain this bond of unity among each of our brothers and sisters. Help us then, Lord, to pursue a life that calls for this unity and to call us to grow in Christlikeness. likeness Continue to minister to us through your word. Allow your servant, Lord, to minister to my fellow brothers and sisters. And as we do that, Lord, we continue to pray and ask for your spirit to lead brothers and sisters during the week father we continue to lift up our friends also those of us who have fallen sick and even to those lord who have lost loved ones lord we remember them now in this prayer we pray for strength we pray for comfort we pray for healing we pray for your presence allow truly holy spirit that only you who can truly comfort them be the one to remind them so father once more as we pray we lift all these things up before you in jesus name amen our topic this morning is about growing in accountability let me ask you this question why do you think God created us? What is the purpose of our life, of our existence? Now, this is a perennial question that had often been asked, but very few really found or even understood the answer. You see, the Bible said God created us. For what purpose? So that we may worship Him. He chose us and loved us so we Can worship Him meaningfully. It's all about God. It's all about praising Him and bringing glory and worship to Him. Even Paul the Apostle said, we were created through Him, from Him, through Him, and for Him. God desires that every creation will come and bow down and worship Him. In Revelations 4.11, Worthy are you, our Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your pleasure, they existed and were created. We were saved. We were loved. We were chosen for this purpose that we can be with the Lord to worship Him. And this pleases God, and this brings glory to God. It's not about us, but it's about Him. Let me repeat that. God created us. God gave us salvation. God chose to love us, not for us, but for His glory. But how can we please Him? How can we truly worship Him? God also provided the means to do that. And that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible said that God was so pleased with Christ and His desire is for every one of us to be formed into the image of His Son. The aim of our Christian life is to be molded into the image of Christ, to grow in the likeness of Christ. Why? This is found in the scripture, which says, We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. look at this, from the beginning, from the very foundation of the world, this is what God had in mind, to conform us, those whom he has chosen, those whom he had foreknew, to conform them to the image of his Son, so that he, Christ, would be the firstborn among many brethren, and those whom he predestined, he also called those whom he called he justified and those whom he justified he glorified why christ because the bible said in colossians 2 9 in him all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form when jesus christ was baptized by john the baptist immediately upon rising up the bible said heaven spoke the spirit came down like a dove and descended on Christ and the voice from heaven says this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So the means for us to be able to worship God is by being our life centered on Christ to become like Christ. The Spirit will work in us to transform us to become like Christ. And that is the goal for every believer. Paul said in Ephesians 4, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. You see, we are to grow up into Christ-likeness. In Colossians 1:28, we proclaim him admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom So that we may present every man complete in Christ. That is the calling for every believer, for every pastor. Our job, our task that the Lord has given to us is to help our brothers and sisters to grow in the likeness of Christ. So that our worship will be pleasing and acceptable to God. And how do we achieve this? I mean, how can we make sure that we can follow on this? Going now to our topic, we need to be accountable. Accountability simply is taking responsibility for one's action. We need to have spiritual accountability. Taking responsibility to grow spiritually in Christ-likeness. You see, when Christ saved us, when we received Christ, it doesn't mean that we just simply wait until the Lord takes us home or until the Lord comes on rapture and we are to do nothing. No, we are called to be transformed into the image of Christ. This is the theme for the year. It is to live out a transformed life, beginning, of course, with a changed heart. Then we move on to become transformed in our relationship, in our character, in how we think, how we plan, how we prioritize things. Everything should be transformed into Christ-likeness because this is what pleases God. So, it begins with Personal accountability. Personal accountability is simply taking responsibility on our growth. Philippians 1.27 says, Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. Conduct yourselves in such a way that when people see you, that the testimony you present, the gospel that you have is lived out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Paul is encouraging people who claim to know Christ, who have experienced that salvation, work it out. He's not saying that you are not yet saved. What he's saying is that since you are saved, prove it. Show to the people that there is transformation in your life. Work it out. Work out your salvation. To Timothy, he wrote this letter Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. You see, we are not just simply to be saved and do nothing, we need to have spiritual disciplines so that we can be moving forward. Each day, in the process of sanctification, we are being changed to become like Christ. Philippians 3 said, Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on. You see, the Apostle Paul, writing this epistle, he had about probably 20 plus years experience in his becoming a Christian. And yet he said, It's not that I have already perfected this. It's not that I'm already perfect in the Lord. But I pressed on so that I may lay hold of that which also I was lay hold of by Christ Jesus. He pressed on to the price. What is the price that Paul is referring to? It's the glory of becoming Christ-like. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. The glory has already been prepared for Christ. One day this will be seen, this will be fulfilled. You see, brothers and sisters, God wanted us to be conformed to the image of Christ because we will also share in that inheritance with Christ. The Bible says we will share in His glory and the image that we will be reflecting in heaven one day as we come to worship is the image of Christ in us the fullness of deity revealed through Christ so this is our goal we need to work on we need to run the race in our personal accountability but personal accountability itself doesn't it doesn't stop there we need to continue to have group accountability from personal accountability of growing in your spirit we need to have group accountability this is why the church exists so that we can have group accountability it is simply making our spiritual responsibility to help our brothers and sisters to grow in Christ paul said in 1st Thessalonians 5 therefore encourage and build one another just as you are already doing. You see, Paul himself says it's not enough that you have accountability on your own but you need to also help build each other up. Philippians 2.3 Do nothing from selfishness or vain conceit but with humility of mind consider others as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. As we grow in our transformation, we also want to help our brothers and sisters grow in their transformation. You see, when Christ saved us, He intended the church The church is the body of believers coming together so that we can help each other grow. We cannot grow simply on our own. Many of the things that God requires in the church, like love, grace, goodness, these are characteristics of the Lord that is manifested from us. If we are not part of the church, then we cannot show forth these characteristics that the Holy Spirit will develop in us. So this is why we need to come together. Now, you may say, Pastor, I can grow on my own without becoming part of the church. I don't want to be part of the church because there's, the, there's a risk of uh, being alienated or, or, or being hurt by other people. But you see, If we say that we are simply growing on our own without becoming part of the church, what is actually happening is you're only growing in knowledge, but you're not growing in love because love has to be experienced. What about loving God? The same thing. If we say we love God, then what? We need to show that through our actions. Even Jesus said that to Peter. Remember, in John chapter 21, what did Jesus say? Peter, do you love me? He didn't ask Peter, Peter, do you know me? He didn't ask Peter, Peter, do you have enough knowledge of me? No, he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, of course, Lord, you know that I love you. You know, Father, if it's just about love, you know, Lord, that I love you. What did Jesus say? Did Jesus, ah, good, Peter. Good that you love me. All right, next disciple. Next. I'll ask you the same question. No. Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? And when Peter responded yes, what did Jesus said? Feed my sheep. You know what's love, Peter? You understand that? You have that personal accountability on love? Then help other brothers and sisters. Help them to grow in love as well. So through knowledge produces love so if we truly love the lord we will obey him we will become accountable with one another okay now we know that there is personal accountability there is group accountability this is god's design for the church we want to know what are the factors that affect our growth in accountability the first one it's meeting together In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says there, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. You see, coming together or meeting together is an important factor, element in growing and having accountability. In the early churches, people The believers, they meet together in houses. They don't have large buildings as we do where you can have many people to come together by hundreds or even thousands. They simply have house churches. They meet in small groups. The estimated number of people that can meet in house churches during that time was around 15 to 20. Now remember, after Peter's message in Pentecost, There were about 3,000 people that were added to them. And now where are you going to put 3,000 people? They don't have a a, a huge area where they can come and meet and and worship together. They meet in different houses. So you can imagine 12 apostles, 12 of the disciples, going from each house every day. Spread out, teaching, performing communion, praying together, having fellowship. They meet together. Why? Because it's important in their spiritual growth that they come together. What else do they do? They study together the Word of God. It says there, they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teachings the word our Lord Jesus Christ impressed upon them are being taught by the disciples themselves. In fact, in 2 Timothy 3, 15-17, And that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, Paul said to Timothy, All scripture is inspired of God, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly, adequately equipped for every good work. We are equipped for this work. What is the work, brothers and sisters? It is the work of becoming like Christ. Our end goal to achieve is to become like Christ. Ephesians 5, 10 to 17, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord so that we will not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And that as we study together, as we come together, we understand the word of God. And what is the will of the Lord? What is his plan? What is his purpose? Why did he save us? Why did he loved us and chose us? It is so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ. You see, it goes back to the main will of God. And through his words, as we understand, as we seek his will, as we know by wisdom how we should live out our life, how can we be transformed more and more into his image, his word is what we need in fact Colossians 2 2 says that their hearts may be encouraged having been kneaded together in love attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery that is in Christ Jesus what is the mystery this is the mystery brothers and sisters that Christ revealed to us one day we will become co-heirs in Christ, in His glory. This is the mystery. This is the inheritance. This is the beauty of our eternal inheritance given to us. We are partakers of this glory. And in heaven, we will worship Him. The Word of God has impacted our lives. And I want you to hear a testimony from our sister, Sister Pinky, who will be sharing how her journey with the Lord through God's word, has impacted her and her group. What discipline they're doing, what accountability that they have, that have helped transform them in their small group.
1: Greetings to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm Pinky Ong Chan. Today, I thank God for giving me this opportunity to share with you our spiritual journey, and our life-to-life accountability in our small group. 2015 was a year of God's divine appointment. He helped us to start a small Bible study group inside our Enmet Church. By God's grace, as we go deeper into the word and precepts of God, the Holy Spirit has opened the eyes of my friends to the truth and their hearts were ready to receive Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Within those five years of God's faithfulness in our Bible study, we have grown in faith and grown in numbers, which we could never have imagined. Praise the Lord for his leading. God has anchored our faith in the foundation of his word through his nurture and guidance. And now As we are called to level up our faith into spiritual maturity, we are encouraged to form several discipleship groups as part of our care share groups for this purpose of focusing one-on-one and life-to-life accountability with each other. Intentionally, we desire to grow personal intimacy with God and intentionally, We desire to build up a strong foundation of sisterhood, encouraging one another toward a joyful life accountability for life transformations. In Hebrew 10.24, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. In obedience to God's calling, our group made our personal decisions and commitments to start this small group accountability journey together since October year 2018. Aside from our monthly face-to-face meetup, having fun time in updating each other, with our personal life experiences, sharing emotional and spiritual struggles, we were able to get into the essence of establishing authentic relationships with each other through life encounters with Jesus on a day-to-day basis. Our first year was truly challenging as we encountered personal hindrances and struggles such as fear, lack of time, lack of desire for spiritual growth. But our God is more than faithful in helping us break through with these challenges. And now, by the grace of God, we are into our second year of life accountability journey with Jesus. As believers, we know that God put the world on a post for a purpose, even amidst this pandemic. For one, we know we are amazingly blessed with much time to realign our life's purpose with God's purpose, to refocus on what is essential in life, to prioritize things with eternal values. It is only during these trying times that we are more focused than ever in exercising our spiritual discipline, especially through our quiet time devotions with the Lord in prayers, studying His Word, and meditating upon His goodness and journaling the spiritual insights for life applications has helped us grow into spiritual maturity and Christ-likeness. Henceforth, bearing fruit of the Spirit, such as loving God with greater love, bearing kindness and goodness in helping others to grow in faith, and sharing the mercy and compassion towards each other in prayers. Surely the peace of God, transcending all understanding, will guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. May you continue to pray for us as we live out an authentic, spirit-filled life for Christ. May all the glory and praises be unto God. Thank you.
0: The third point that's important in developing an accountability of growth is fellowshipping together. Acts 2.42, again, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread. The word fellowship is the word koinonia. It means an intimate fellowship with one another in the Lord. You see, because of our personal relationship in Christ, we are brought together. We become partakers of this unity together. We also shared with each other an intimate fellowship. And this is expressed more in the communion. You see, when Jesus Christ was with his disciples, he mentioned to them that this is the new covenant that will be sealed together in my blood. This is for you. This is a reminder for us. The intimacy that we have with Christ is often shared among brothers and sisters through this communion. But one important fellowship aspect that we also need to learn is the word exhort. It means strong urging. We are to strongly urge each other by constantly pressing and reminding them to work towards holiness and Christ-likeness. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12 to 14, take care brothers lest there be in any of you an evil unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. These are be careful that there is no one who will just lag behind because they are not serious in their Christian life. And what did, Paul, what did Hebrew says? Exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You see, the tendency of the sin is to lie to us. You don't need to do anything. You just have to wait for Christ. No, that is not the will of God. He wants us to continue, to pursue, to press on. So the deceitfulness of sin is telling us to lag behind, to be lazy in your spiritual growth. No, for we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. How do you hold to your original confidence firm to the end? You exhort, you encourage, you strongly urge them, you keep reminding them every day. In Tagalog, kulitin mo sila. That's what we need to do. Keep pressing on them. Keep reminding on them. You need to be strengthened. You need to grow in your spiritual life. Galatians six one two. 2 Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. We are called to help restore, bear with one another. Another important word, the word spur. You see, this takes place inside the fellowship. The word spur or The word irritate literally means to irritate or provoke. It's a negative word. But irritate each other to the point that they will take steps to do good work. What does it mean? It's a negative work but being applied in a positive sense. What this word is saying is that you make sure that your strong urging will help the person really get to his Uh, get to the point where that person will take those steps, those steps that is needed for him to grow in Christ. That's what Hebrews 10.25 says. Let us consider how to spur one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What's this day? It's referring to the day when people would not rather meet. They will want to be in isolation or they want to do something else. No, spur one another. Continue. Urge one another. Let's meet. Let's be accountable. Let's press on to the price that God has given to us. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way to Him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body Joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. How? When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself in love. You see, the key is to have accountability with each other. Brothers and sisters, I want you to hear another testimony from one of our brothers, brother Kelvin who will share to you his experience in doing accountability with a group, how it forces him to really help them to grow in their spiritual walk, how to confront sin, and how did, how did it help in bringing about transformation in each
2: member's life. Good day, everyone. I'm Kelvin Ku, and today I will be sharing my personal experience on being a part of a small group. So several years back when I was first invited to join a small group, the first thing that comes to mind is that uh, I don't have anything to share. I don't know what to share. And I'm the type of guy that has difficulty in sharing my personal life to other people. Little did I know that God is actually at work at that very moment when I eventually joined the group it leads me to get to know more about God who Jesus Christ is how He lived His life and how much He loved me so in that small group, I have learned that just your mere presence is a big encouragement to others and God may be using you as a tool to reach out other people and one of the One of the highlights of of being a part of a small group is the accountability part. I'll tell you more about accountability later on. Uh, As we face different challenges in life, different trials, uncertainties in life, we tend to make mistakes. We tend to make wrong decisions that leads us to commit sin. In a small group, it provides a truthful perspective on various situations in life based on what the Bible is teaching not on anyone's opinion not on anyone's comment but what is actually written in the Bible black is black white is white there's no gray area here gray area that society or social media is teaching so several years after Uh, being a part of the group I was given the chance to to facilitate the group so I was thinking that all I need to do is to pick a Bible verse and explain that's it and let God do the rest but God opens up a lot of things here he provided me the chance to experience him every time I prepare a lesson a devotional God has a message for me. It brings joy and happiness into my life. On the part of the members of the group, I know that God is working in their lives. You know why? Because I can see changes in their lives. An unbeliever accepting Christ, a guy with vices now has a transformed life, A person involved in a sinful relationship giving it up to Christ and a regular guy in the group just like you and me now accepting the role of facilitating the group God is at work it's not the facilitator who is working here it's the Holy Spirit working in each lives The Bible has reminded us in Hebrews 10.24 to steer up one another in love and good works. Also in Galatians 6.2 that we should bear each other's burden. This is exactly what accountability is all about. That's the true meaning of accountability. Just a shout out to everyone that the benefits of being a part of a small group is endless and life-changing thank you and to god be all the glory the
0: fourth point praying together
2: acts 2 42
0: again it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teachings to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to the prayer charles spurgeon when asked what is more important praying or reading the bible he said i asked What is more important, breathing in or breathing out? You see, as we study the Word of God as part of our fellowshipping together, we cannot ignore or we cannot not have prayer. Prayer is very important. In fact, Paul said that we should pray, pray without ceasing. In Acts 1.14, as the disciples meet together, this was before the Pentecost experience, as they meet together, what do they do? They constantly were united in prayer. Prayer not only unites the body of Christ, which is very, very important, but it also builds up in that accountability. Again, Charles Spurgeon says, I know of no better thermometer to your spiritual temperature than this, the measure of the intensity of your prayer. We could not overemphasize enough the importance of prayer in our spiritual growth. Christ spends most, if not all of his personal time alone in prayer. Prayer prepared him for the temptation. Everyday prayer in the morning prepared him for the ministry. And this is the good thing that when we are accountable to each other, we are also accountable to pray for each other. Accountability forces us to pray for each other. We learn to share burden together Through praying, we have relatives, we have friends who would request for prayers. And as Christians, as fellow brothers and sisters, it is our duty to pray. As Paul commanded us, prayer is a command. Inasmuch as we are commanded to rejoice, we are commanded to give thanks, we are commanded to pray. Pray for each other's spiritual growth. So we not only pray for the needs, but we pray that they will grow. Oh, Lord, I pray for my brother, that he will will grow more in Christ-likeness. I'm praying for my sister, that her words, her actions will be Christ-like. The testimony of the gospel will be seen in her. The fruit of righteousness, which is Christ-likeness, will be seen in her. In Acts 2, the verse that we read, our main theme verse, in verse 47, this is what it says. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. This is them having accountability together. They're devoted in prayer, they're devoted in teaching, they're devoting in fellowship. They're praising God and having favor with all the people. Look what happened. The Lord was adding to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. You see, brothers and sisters, when we are faithful, when we are devoted, To do all this, personal accountability, to have group accountability. This is the sure formula that the Lord has given us to grow. He will grow His church through that. If we are continually doing this, then the Lord will grow His church through us. So in conclusion, growing in accountability means... Not just personal accountability, but group accountability. The factors that are inside this group accountability is meeting together. We study the word, as you heard Sister Pinky shared with their group. Fellowship together, as you heard Brother Kelvin shared. It's important that we have group accountability in spurring and exhorting one another and praying together. Brothers and sisters, my prayer And my desire is that as we are transformed in Christ's image, we see the importance of having this small group. This is discipleship. You see, discipleship is doing all this in order for us to grow. Small group itself is not discipleship. But small group that is doing accountability is discipleship. It helps us to grow in our faith in Christ, to become more like Christ. For our reflections, what areas in our life needs to be part of our personal accountability? And how can accountability in our small group help achieve our goal of transformation? For our announcement, first of all, again, we want to thank our Lord for our co-workers who has been so faithful, serving, giving time, making time to make our worship possible. May the Lord richly bless you in Christ. Thank you. We look forward to this date on October 11, Please mark this on your calendar. That is October 11, and I ask you to join us in praying for this celebration. This is a landmark celebration of 20 years of God's faithfulness to his church, that is NMEC. We will have a worship celebration. Our choir will lead our worship in music, and together we will hear the theme of our celebration, which is from him, through Him and for Him. So remember the date, that's October 11. Prior to that event, we will have a prayer and fasting week starting on October 5 to 9. For details of our prayer and fasting information, please go to our website. If you do not have a small group and you want to have an accountability group, please, Contact our pastors. We want to hear from you. We want to help you grow in your goal to become Christ-like. So please do visit our website and contact our pastors. We also want to remind everyone, if you are in need of counseling, or if you have friends or relatives who needs them, please contact Pastor Gene for schedule at wwwfacebookcom NMEC joyful As a parent, I want to encourage my kids to join our NMEC Kids worship online. If you have children 4 to 12 years old, please let them join our Zoom classes and be blessed with wonderful lessons every week. So visit our website. If you have friends or relatives who prefer to listen in Mandarin, we have Mandarin online services every Sunday. And you can also check all the other activities during the week at our website. For all other details and upcoming events, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and do share our post. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us the importance of having accountability. That we are to be transformed into the image of Christ, the one that pleases you, the one that honors you. We pray, Lord, that our personal accountability will grow into a group accountability within the church, your body, so that we will continue, Lord, to strive together, to spur one another, exhort one another, to teach one another, and to pray with one another, that till, until Christ is formed in each of us, may the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit through His Son, who He is totally pleased to conform this image into us. Be all praise, glory, dominion, and power, both now and
3: forevermore. Amen.